Prepare to Attack is a collaboration between Mash Those Buttons, Wawa's Bootcamp, and Mayhem.gg. Visit MashThoseButtons.com to learn more about our shows. Visit Wawa's Bootcamp on Discord to get coaching on your favorite Overwatch characters. Visit Mayhem.gg for live coaching streams and VODs. Hey everybody, it's Ja. I just wanted to correct the mistake you're going to hear later on in the show, and it's regarding the theme music for the show. The theme music is actually provided by Have Luck Good Fun, and the name of the theme is Sounds Like Overwatch. You can find Have Luck Good Fun on his YouTube page where he has a bunch of other music where he takes sounds from the game and he uses that to make a song. So I highly suggest you check that out. We're really sorry to Have Luck Good Fun for uh, you know, messing up his credits, and I just wanted to get that in here before the show started. So at this point, I'm going to let you go. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Prepare to Attack, a podcast series that aims to help you understand Overwatch and its characters. Today, we're all we're all here to talk about Junkrat, and my name is Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazin Bob, and I am and I am joined by Wawa's Reklatz. Uh, hey, I'm Reklatz. I've coached a few decent level teams, as well as I used to be a player for. A relatively good team and then since both those things have come to an end i've just been kind of freelancing helping out individual vods and that eventually led me to find the prepare to attack podcast where i'm now talking about drunk rat awesome and uh you also talked about soldier right in our episode about soldier yes i have done a soldier podcast for prepare to attack in the past awesome awesome all right, well, uh, looking at Junkrat, he's a projectile character. Um, means that he shoots uh, he shoots a projectile and it has a travel time. Uh, his weapon is the frag launcher that shoots grenades um, at an at a at an arc. Um, they have a pretty slow travel time and. They don't explode right off the bat, but we'll get into that when we talk about it more. Uh, he has the concussion mine, which now he has two of. You can only have one out at one time, but he's got two of them now. We have the, the steel trap, which is just like it sounds, a trap. We have total mayhem, which is... The passive when Junkrat is killed, he will drop grenades under himself that will explode on impact. Ah, okay, okay, cool. Thank you. And then his ultimate is the rip tire, which is a big tire that explodes. So let's get into the frag launcher. Why don't you tell us some about the frag launcher, Reklatz? Junkrat's frag launcher is a grenade launcher projectile weapon. The grenades it shoots out can bounce off of walls, terrain, floors, ceilings, anything. They can bounce. They will immediately blow up when they hit an enemy. It shoots in an arc, so it's very hard to hit things out of the sky because you need to get the shot to go high enough and then still land on the target. 
It has a capacity of five ammo in the clip before having to reload. And the reload time for that's going to be a second and a half. Each damage that you direct will hit 40 additional damage plus the base damage of 80 if it lands on top of someone of the splash damage. The splash damage itself will hit anywhere from 12.5 to 80 damage. So if you hit someone directly with a grenade, you're doing 120 damage. If you just splash them near them and don't hit them directly, it'll do 80. The grenade itself has a 2 meter area of effect, which means anyone that's within 2 meters of the explosion center will be hit by some amount of damage. A uh, question for you. Yeah. Do we know how many times the grenade will will bounce before it blows up if it doesn't hit a character? I don't have an exact. I feel it bounces it bounces based on how fast it's traveling. So if you shoot and it hits a wall and it's still on the peak of its arc, it'll bounce more than if you bounce it later in the shot of the arc. Yeah, it feels like the grenade blows up when it slows to a certain point. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it feels like once it like it feels like sometimes they they bounce twice, sometimes they bounce three times if you shoot them really high. It almost feels like they blow up when they hit the ground. They're a little weird and a little hard to get used to, but once you get used to them, uh they're pretty good. I mean, would like would you say that um your best bet is to try and get the dur the direct hits if you're trying to kill if you're in like a one-on-one yeah if you're 1v1ing someone you want to be landing a direct hit because from there you have a very easy time against most targets finishing off the kill with your concussion mine but i'll go into more on that later okay um what are some tips and tricks that you could think of for junk rats grenade launcher some tips you always want to be if you're Defending a map and people are pushing through choke points, that's Junkrat's specialty because he's very good for area denial with his left click. If they're running with a shield through there, like a Reinhardt or an Orissa or even a Winston, you want to be aiming for Reinhardt or Orissa around or over the shield if you can. So it actually will bounce into their backline and just deal damage versus breaking shield a little bit. Uh, just real quick, for you, console. Uh, console players, the left click means primary primary fire. Yes. Sorry, go uh, c- uh, continue. I apologize. Not a problem. When you're aiming as Junkrat in general, you want to, the more you can find choke points with your left click, the better. His, he does have an awkward travel time for his shots. So if you're ever fighting not a choke point, it's important to lead ahead of the target. But again, an easy thing to do. Aim down choke points and make sure you're aiming over and around shields and you'll be able to do direct damage and it'll deal a lot of damage, as we said earlier. Yeah, one thing I have found, um, it's kind of neat. If you shoot a high arc shot and then shoot a low to the ground shot and you hit the same area, the two grenades will blow up at the same time, which is kind of neat. I don't know if you've ever done that. Yeah, there's a couple ways you can make it so that two grenades will land at the same time. There's high, low, there's high, and then if you're, I'm just going to give a really niche example, but if you're defending Dorado first point, and they're pushing down that arch right there. Yeah, that, that uh, first arch that has the window up uh, yeah. up top, right? Yeah, if they're yeah. under that first arch and they're walking under that to attack you, if you shoot one off the top of the arch so it bounces down, and then shoot one to the right of it off that wall, they'll, they can simultaneously explode someone in the back line, and certain things like that you'll find on maps. 
And that could be death for Zenyatta. Death for any theoretically anyone with 200 HP can get insta killed from that if both grenades land close enough with splash plus one direct. Yeah, because uh, 120. I mean, I don't know any character that puts out as much damage with their primary fire as Junkrat. Uh, uh, Junkrat's damage per second. Would you say he's the highest? Uh, bullet for bullet, he's definitely the highest in terms of overall DPS. Theoretically, if a Junkrat can land every shot, he's got the highest uncontested. But because the grenades do have that slow travel time and they're not the hardest of things to dodge as long as you know where they're coming from, I would say certain characters definitely can out DPS him. Cool, cool. Um, another thing we might mention, he can shoot around corners if you if you bounce it off the wall. So if they're, say, Iken Vald and they're in that left room you're defending, you can actually ricochet your your bombs to hit the large health pack that's are that's around the corner of that left room you know what i mean so that's a that's a that's another thing to consider with junk rat is there anything else you'd like to add on his primary fire nothing for primary fire okay well then let's move on to concussion mind which has had a little bit of changes as of late it now has the two charges so yes let you talk a little bit about that so Junkrat's Concussion Mine is his primary ability. So for PC, it's default bound to shift. I don't know the button for console. I haven't played enough console. They'll know more than us. <laughs> Apologize to any console players out there. But back to his Concussion Mine, it can damage enemies by landing on them. Or if you aim it under yourself as Junkrat, it can propel you into the air. And it'll propel you based on how you're around it. So if you're on the back end of it, it'll push you backwards. If you stand on the forward of it, you'll go forward. If you're on the direct center of it, you'll go straight up. So you can kind of angle yourself based on where you want to go with how you stand on your concussion mine. It will stick to walls or ceilings, and so that's more or less the how you want to angle yourself when you're jumping yourself is sticking on floors. But you can also stick on ceilings, anything, really. I was going to just say this real real quick. We didn't say it on the grenade launcher. Um, one thing about his a his AOE every every damaging ability that Junkrat has has no chance of doing any damage to him, which is a little different than like some of the other AOE damage characters. So that's a good thing to remember. You do not take any damage from mine or grenades. Yeah, and that was a new change to his left click. It used to be on his old grenades that it would hurt himself, but they made it so Junkrat can get more close and personal. And I really like that change. It's just it adds depth me, to Junkrat. And it just, it's also kind of funny. So that's a plus. Yeah, it used to be a strategy to go up, do a ton of damage, kill yourself, and then get the kill with total mayhem, which was not the best strategy. <laughs> yeah, but now you can kind of avoid that a little bit, which that's a good thing. All right, sorry. Go ahead. All right, so back to the concussion mine. He'll he'll have two charges, which means you can have one on the ground and then store two additional ones so you can pocket some charges and kind of double jump yourself if you need to with one on the ground and one from your clip or you can spam them on someone who's chasing you down you can just throw them back at them and deal a bunch of damage now you said you said double jump could you elaborate on that just a, a little short explanation of how you would do that so double jumping is something that's kind of hard to do it's a more mid to high level junkrat tech but what double jumping is is you have either a mine on the ground or you have both your mines stored up 
and you'll throw one of them under you and you'll jump in the air wherever you're trying to go. And then while you're midair, if you turn around 180 degrees, throw your mine under and behind you at a close angle and then instantly detonate it, you'll travel further than your first mine would have pushed you because you're adding an extra explosion radius behind you. Oh, interesting. The way I've been doing it is I'll drop the first mine, then I'll look straight down and drop the mine again. But I guess you can't you can't look down any further than 90 degrees down. So if you turn and look down, then you could actually shoot further off. That's a really good yeah, tip. Okay. If you look straight down, That's it will huge. still propel you further, but you'll go more up than the direction you're already heading in. Yeah. Yeah, so you can actually cover way more ground the way you're talking about it. Okay, that's cool. And then he also, so his mines, they have 120 base damage on impact. They have a three meter radius explosion. It's eight seconds to build up a charge. So if you have both mines stored up, you drop one on the ground, it's going to take eight seconds to get that one back in your inventory. And then if you throw one, blow it, throw one, blow it, to get both of them back, it would be 16 seconds? Is that right? Yes, they're on a separate cooldown per charge. So it's kind of like some Metra's turrets. Yes. Where you could store a bunch of them up, but then Rapidly. you've used them all up, then they, re then they refresh one at a time. Yes. Cool. And um, can you explain a little bit more? Because I know when I started on Junk, um, the mind jump was actually kind of hard for me like can you explain like a little bit on how to actually propel yourself in the direction you want to go propelling yourself where you want to go is directly correlated to where you're standing on the mine so if you can picture a circle and there's the direct center of the circle if you want to go straight up you stand on that direct center if you want to go to someplace that's in front of you to the right you want to be more on the northwestern part of that circle because that'll push you forward and to the or northeastern. Sorry, I apologize. That'll push you more toward the front and right side. And so you kind of want to think of the mine itself as a tiny circle of explosion, and that will help you propel yourself to where you need to go. Yeah, and it when you watch it on YouTube, it looks super easy when someone's someone's doing it. But I will say it took me. A little bit of practice so i would suggest going into the practice range and just trying to trying to land where you want to land and trying to do it fast because when i first started i would set the mind down and i would like get all right where i needed to be and then i'd blow it <laughs> <laughs> but that's not really going to help you a ton in mid in in mid game you're going to want to do it really fast yeah, it's something that it's definitely one of those practice makes perfect things because the circle itself of the mine is so small, the actual projectile mine. So you really need to practice where you can stand and how far you'll be without making your jump useless. Um, a, a question that I haven't really tested myself and that I don't really do myself, but would jumping right before you you detonate the mine from the ground give you more more height or less height? Jumping before you use your mind will give you more height because you're adding that extra to try that. power to the... You're basically giving yourself a pre-boost to the mega boost if you want to use that terminology. Is there anything else you'd like to add about the mine? I think we covered it pretty good, but I can't think of anything. Nothing else for just the base abilities and what the mine does. I guess, are you going to talk about um, combos later? Yeah, I was going to briefly touch on that now. Oh, okay. Then go, then go right ahead. All right, so for tips, I already kind of briefly touched on the double jump, 
And that will cover a lot of ground for you, whether you're trying to get back to a fight or if you need to gain ground because people are chasing you. Junkrat for the mine itself, like we said earlier, does 120 damage. That combos very well with your Steel Trap. Your Steel Trap will go on in a second, but your Steel Trap does 80 damage. So if any target that's a 200 health target steps in a Steel Trap and then you can mine them, it's an insta-kill every time. And that's a mini combo you can do. Your mine itself is extremely useful for finishing off enemies, as long as you can predict where they're going to go. And what I mean for that, if you land a left-click grenade on them and deal 120 damage, for most targets in the game, they'll have 80 health left. If you can then throw a concussion mine at them, that's usually a lot easier to do than landing a second left-click on them. And it's a very easy way to secure kills like that. And, an, and another thing to point out is if you do it right, you can actually have it shoot you backwards so that you jump out of out of the fight really quickly and get to safe distance once again. Yes, yeah, so if certain targets that aren't aerial targets like a Genji or a Fair are chasing you on the ground and you're trying to run away, you can backpedal with your S key by default on keyboard, throw a mine in front of you, but close enough that you're still on it, and then quickly detonate it, and it'll send you backwards further, faster, and it'll help you escape whatever danger is incoming. Yeah, it's something I've loved to do as of late is I've loved to throw it straight up at a, a kind of low to the ground uh, f- um, 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 Farah. And then if you wait till it gets up there and then detonate, you can actually kill her because you have two of them. Um, if, if she's like a little bit low life, like you can help a soldier who's working on her, you know, finish her off. And if it's, if it's far a mercy, like you might get, get damage on both of them. Yeah, you definitely, for any aerial targets like a Pharah, you want to be using the mine on them, not the left click. Because the left click has that weird arc and it's significantly harder to hit on targets that aren't just on the ground. Oh yeah, I think of the few times I've hit someone in the air with the with the primary fire, I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh, it feels really it's good. Just, but it's also such a low chance that you're essentially like almost wasting time with that trying to go for those shots. I will say if 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 Farah's using her her alt a little close to the, to to the ground, I'm pretty good at hitting her because she's not moving. So I've just used the primary fire so much that I know the arc. But still, if you have your mine, it'd probably be safer just to throw the mine straight at her, detonate, throw the second mine, detonate. Yeah, definitely. Um, Can you think of uh, anything else you'd like to add on the the concussion mine itself? I think that's all I had down for my notes for concussion mine. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to the steel trap. All right, so Junkrat's Steel Trap is a metal tooth trap. It will, if an enemy steps on the outer edge of it, it'll pull them in toward the center of it, and it'll hold them in place for three sec, uh, four seconds total. It's a one-second stun, then a three-second root. It can be killed by enemies. It has 100 HP. It has a one-media radius, which goes back to what I was saying earlier, where if they step on the corner of it, it'll pull them into the center. It has one-media radius of effect. It will do 80 damage, so again, that goes with the concussion mine for the 80 plus the 120 for the 200 health targets. And it has a 10-second cooldown, so if you drop a trap on the ground, it will stay there indefinitely. But to get in their trap ready, it'll take 10 seconds of your time. Uh, one thing to point out is the trap uh, can't really throw the trap really far like you can your, your mine. So 
be pretty OP if you could throw the trap as far as you could throw your mind, trap someone, and then mine them twice. Yeah, that would be <laughs> a little bit on the a bad balance change, I think. That would be really silly. But the traps, they throw really short. Even if you try, like, jumping forward and throwing them and really getting them fired, they go really short range. Yeah, I've totally tried that, too. <laughs> like, okay. Um, but... If someone's chasing you and coming right at you, dropping it right in front of them works a lot more often than you would think. And people don't see it so often. I don't know what it's like up in the 4Ks where you're at, but even in Diamond Elo, people just don't see it and they just walk on it. I mean, sometimes two times in a in a row in like 20 seconds. Yeah, that comes down to they either have to keep chasing in their direction and step in the trap they change their path to dodge the trap, which slows them down, or they sh- keep they don't change direction, they keep running at you, but they shoot the trap. So either way, by you doing that, you either get out or you stall more of their time and slow them down. The best is when I drop a trap, then, then I die, and then I'm running back, and my trap goes off and kills a tracer. <laughs> I love it. It cracks me up. Um... Oh, uh, you touched on it a little bit before, but you were talking about laying a trap down and a mine with it. Yes. Um, I, I, I like that as like a, say I'm spamming one choke and there's another choke either behind me or to the left or to the right. I like to have that in the other choke. So as soon as I get the notification, my trap's been sprung, I could just hit right click. Is that what you were, what you were, Eel, what you were talking about there? Yeah, traps are always, you want the, if you're denying an area with your left click and your primary fire, you want to be having your traps in a place that's still relevant, where if they do kill your concussion mine before you can detonate it, you can still left click them down. But that is essentially a very good thing to do, is have your trap and mine be just a kill combo of its own in some other area of the map. Yeah, and a lot of junk rats starting out, they trap up the front door of the first spawn. Would you recommend that or not recommend that? If you see, if you walk to their front door and you see enemies there in the window, I wouldn't recommend it because I know Junkrat trap here. But what I like to do when I do see an enemy there is I'll still put it somewhere in their spawn where they're likely to path into on their first attack. And I'll still catch someone off guard like that. Maybe I should start. I used to do that. Um, but then I stopped wanting them to know right off the bat that we have a junk rat. But I guess as soon as they see that first that first bomb, they're gonna know. Maybe I should try putting that a little closer to the path where I pretty much like mine up the choke right off the bat in like a less obvious spot, but still at the first choke. I don't know. Maybe I should try something a little different. If no one's at the front door, I usually like putting it right there to see if I can catch them off guard and if they're not paying attention, which happens a lot more often than you'd think. If they do see me. I'll start running away and fake like I'm not going to drop a trap anymore. If they, But I'll just drop one somewhere else that's still relevant to where I think they're going to path on their first rollout. Gotcha. So like someplace like half, like halfway to the first yeah. choke. Like maybe on Dorado, you go to the front door, you decide not to do it there, but then... On like that first turn corner, around yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, right around that left corner, maybe a trap right there. Somebody comes around, boom. Or up those stairs that they can walk on the left-hand side, the stairs that go up to the corner there sometimes i'll drop a trap on the top of those stairs there for dorado again nice nice uh well any other tips and tricks you'd like to talk about with the trap the only other tip i have for trapping is to make sure if you catch someone in a trap once 
you can assume they're not going to fall into that trap again. It's kind of the fool me once, shame on me, or shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. They're not really going to walk in the same trap in the same spot multiple times. You always want to be keeping your trap in a relevant location, but changing it up a tiny bit so that they will. there's a higher chance they'll step in that again. Gotcha, kind of like the roaming Torb strategy. Yeah, but it's even... You can move it, like if you're holding back on that Dorado first, for example, if you're in that big archway and you're defending that on defense, and you put the trap just at the front of the arch and they step in it, you can then move it to the back right of the arch still, but still in that same arch, and that will cause enough displacement and confusion that that can still work as a second trap location. Cool. Okay, yeah. So just keep it, so just randomize it to keep it, uh, to keep, um, to keep them honest. Yeah, you want to be keeping them honest, keeping them on their toes. They need to always be aware that there can be a junk rat trap in that area, but you don't want to put in the same place. They can just be like, oh, the junk rat trap is here. Let me kill it. All right. Well, let's move on to junk rats ultimate rip tire, which is a really, it used to be kind of worthless, but after the most recent patches, uh, it's gotten pretty good. Yeah, so Junkrat's Rip Tire, it's a motorized tire bomb. It can climb over and up walls, as well as gain speed from jumping off of walls. It's remotely detonated by the player with primary fire. It has 100 HP, it can be killed, similar to most all of Junkrat's things except for his grenades. And it will do anywhere from 60 to 600 damage based on the enemy player's proximity to the tire. It is a 10 meter radius. So people at that 10-meter mark are going to take that 60 damage, whereas people at the center of that will take the 600 damage. And it can move at 10 meters per second in a path. It will only last you for 10 seconds, so if you don't find anything in those 10 seconds, you kind of just unlucky, you just used it, and that's all. But you can also remote detonate it earlier on. Like You can instantly, instantly remote detonate it if you need to for certain things. And that's with the left click, right? Yes. Our primary fire. Yeah, that's a lot of freaking damage. Yeah, it does quite a bit. It will kill anyone in the game as long as they don't have certain characters like Winston or Diva have bonus Torbjorn and Symmetra shield armor. Uh, does shield armor affect it? It will not affect the uh, damage, no. Or shields yeah, will technically because shields do protect against damage in that way. But it acts the same as health as far as losing. Now, if they have armor... It's going to take, what does armor take off? Like six points off each each point of damage, but... It will take up to 10 damage off. point of damage. Yeah, so it will okay. do 590 on a target that's got full armor, or armor. Yeah, because yeah, armor, the way armor works is, like, say Roadhog's uh, got pellets in his, in his gun that each do uh, separate damage. Each of those pellets are... Take that armor, uh, that armor debuff. So that's why Reaper, when you're shooting at somebody with armor, it takes a little bit longer to get through them until you get through the actual armor part. Yes, but this is just 600 straight damage, just kind of like Diva's bomb, uh, her ultimate. Now, something we want to add: there are currently some changes for Junkrat in the PTR. This episode will air after those changes go through, and we don't know what changes will go through or will not, but do you want to mention those changes, or do you know them? I did not check over the PTR notes currently. I believe what they're doing is they're taking the... uh, like Right now, the momentum of your tire is really high. So if you climb a wall 
you can shoot off the top of the wall yes. way up into the air like like super tired it's a bird it's a plane you know and like you can come down on the enemy team with that with them having no chance of actually hitting that tire or killing it now when you get to the top of a wall it's not going to shoot you way up at least that's the changes currently in the PTR um but they do, it looks like they're not going to nerf the 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 speed of the tire which is the the last thing that they um changed on them it used to be really slow and now it's pretty pretty dang fast and then you used to not be able to climb over like 10 a 10 meter wall i think was the Limit, yeah. highest you could go oh we should explain how you actually climb over walls with the rip tire so for wall climbing with a rip tire you want to be full speed just pressing your forward key whether that's w or up on the analog stick aiming at a wall and then as you're about to hit it you want to jump into it with your jump button and that will get your momentum started up the wall and the tire's momentum and the tire traction will carry you up the rest of the wall. And then you have to hold jump, right? While you're climbing the wall. Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Just like uh Genji or a Hanzo wall climb. Um, well, um, there's so much to talk about with the rip tire and like different strategies you could have. Why don't you go into that? I mean, when should you use it? When shouldn't you? I mean, what do you want to talk about next on it? Uh, for Junkrat's tire, I'll first, I guess, talk about proper usage. You want to be using it, if you're in the start of a fight at a 6 versus 6, you can use it in place of your left click and try to get a pick with that. So if they're, I'll go back to the Dorado because I really like Junkrat on Dorado defense. First point, if they're <laughs> starting to come through that big arch, you, you can be on like the right side high ground behind them or in that bottom left-hand side in the hotel with the small health pack. And you can start your tire up and then aim it toward, if you're on the top right, you can aim it toward the back line and kind of follow them into the arch with your tire. Or if you're in that hotel side, you can aim it at their front line, try to get a quick pick in a fight that way. And that puts their team in a spot where they just have to, they can't commit to that fight now because they're down people and they instantly have just lost that fight. Another really good use of Junkrat's tire is when you have a CC ultimate combo or a CC ability. A really hard one to combo with, but very effective, is Orisa's right click, because she'll cluster enemies up together, and then you can tire them. Easier ones to combo with would be Reinhardt's ultimate Earth Shatter, and it'll knock people on the ground, and then you can just hit them on the ground when they can't move. Or Zarya's ultimate Graviton Surge, that just pulls people... Zarya. Yeah. The ultimate wombo combo ultimate. Yeah, it's one of the better ones for sure, because it's higher damage than the other Zarya combos, so it gets you a lot cleaner kills. And in their time, I personally yeah. really like to use a Junkrat tire, is if they send certain people, multiple people after you, like a, if they send a Tracer, Winston Diva, or two or more mobile heroes, if they're directly on top of you and you tire and you instantly, you press by default on PC Q and then instantly by default on PC left click, it'll deploy the tire, then blow up in place and it'll kill them off of you while not killing yourself. Yep, another change they made a while back because uh, that used to kill that used to kill you also. Yes. That was one of the changes to make Junkrat more effective at close range combat, since that was something that you basically had to suicide with if you were going to try before. Yep, and that, in my opinion, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. That would be the only time, pretty much, that I am going to use my ultimate, not hiding in a corner or something. Yeah. If there's multiple people on you, you can do that. If it's only one person on you and you use your tire for that, it's not too worth it. That's on my when not to use recommended. 
And like, if you're going to try and travel with the tire a little bit to the team, just don't do it standing in the middle because you never know if there's a tracer in the back line or something. Like, you want to be kind of a little hidden, and it only takes a second to walk around a corner. Yeah, you want to be out of as many sight lines as you can and then deploy your tire from there. It's such a versatile ultimate, you know, like Hanzo's, you have to aim it and then it's done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this one, I mean, as long as you stay out of sight, you you climb walls and you don't get it killed. I mean, you can take it all over the place. I mean, you can, 10 seconds doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a long time. Oh yeah, in this game where milliseconds are even a factor, 10 seconds is a really long time for fights in this game. Uh, Any, um... Any other tips and tricks? Like, would you ever use it as a a decoy? Yeah, so another tip for Junkrat is, again, a Dorado first defense. If you do that alt from the top right, as as I was describing earlier, and you start going behind them in the choke point, if while you do that, your team pushes from the front of the choke point into their team, you can do things like that, where they either have to kill your tire and they die to your team, or they try to attack your team and your tire kills them. So it's a lose-lose for the other team. You can put them in ultimatums like that with Junkrat's ultimate, and those are a lot of fun to do. Uh, another tip, actually, this one is, I feel like it's a less known tip for how useful it is. If you aim at a wall and you don't climb into it, and you're just the tires at the foot of the wall, if you leave it there for, I tested earlier, it's somewhere between one and two seconds, the noise of the tire moving will actually stop itself. And then you can restart the noise in the tire, but that can hide where you're coming from with your tire. Yeah, it's a really good tip, and it's one that I've used. I think I learned it a long time ago watching a video on YouTube. But yeah, it's a really good way to to mask. Because if you're serious about over about Overwatch, that you have a 7.1 gaming headset, meaning you can hear what direction uh, people are walking from if they're above you if they're be below you like it is one of the biggest tools to being good and you could even get those on console too uh my headset works on console also and it is 7.1 which is a huge huge bonus and with console there's not a whole lot of things you can do to min max so i would definitely suggest getting a 7.1 headset that was a little off topic, but a good, but a pretty good tip. Yeah, I definitely, for most headsets, 7.1 specifically, but other headsets as well, they have omnidirectional sound. So that masking your sound is very effective. Um, That's a really good tip. Uh, anything else you can think of? I believe that's the notes I've got on for the rip tire. That was all. Awesome. All right. Well, let's just move on to basic strengths and weaknesses, you know. Uh, comps to go with Junkrat times not to, etc. So Junkrat's strength is his ability to deny area and make it so the enemy team can't use that area just because of his how powerful his single grenades are. Because of how powerful they are also, he's one of the best shield breakers in the game. So if you're reversing a heavy shield comp with either a Reinhardt, an Orisa, or a Winston, or two of those together... You can just use Junkrat and melt their shields, which will allow your team to get more pressure on them. Another side note of that fact is he's one of the biggest, because of that, one of the biggest nuisances and distractions where you're putting out so much pressure on your own that it enables your team to put more pressure on without them feeling the pressure back because you're applying plenty of direct forward pressure 
And what that does as well for when you're at the start of a fight, but you're not in the fight yet, is you can make their enemy team's healers work a lot harder to keep their people at full HP while your healers are doing nothing because you're just spamming them out of areas. And so that's one reason Junkrat's are really strong, is it just makes them have to work that much harder to just start a fight. And that can kill a lot of time in a game. Yeah, I've heard... Uh... I've heard conflicting things on um, that. I've heard like the if you're doing damage but not killing, then you're charging their supports alts. Uh, you know, like I've heard different things on that, but it seems that it's just better to put the pressure on because it seems to work out for you more often than not. Yeah, if you're certain comps, if you have like anything that can go finish off kills or has mobility that can go dive the kills, like a Winston, a Diva, a Tracer, a Genji. Anything that can go and finish off your kills, it's never a bad thing to just be spamming areas and trying to just poke them for your ult. If you don't have any of that and you're playing yeah. a really slow paced comp, it is better to kind of let them walk into you to where your team does have an area that they can fight around and then start spamming them out. Yeah, I, I know if I'm playing Tracer, Genji, or Soldier, I love a Junkrat because he's just making the kills for me so much easier. Yeah, the Junkrat will just constantly have people low HP unless their healers are really working hard to keep them up. Talking about some weaknesses, like I know Zarya, you can really charge up a Zarya really fast with a Junkrat. Like, what are some weaknesses? So for weaknesses, actually, I have one more strength for him, and it's kind of it's just oh, a goofy one. Ahead, He's just go, yeah. funny. Like his voice lines, his animations, <laughs> his aesthetics, Explaining. everything about him is just funny, and I really like that in characters. So I wrote that as a strength. Um, Dude, me too. <laughs> like it just like and okay, like. One of the things, like, I've got it recorded, and it's in one of my, my my highlight videos. Like, did a triple kill with my ultimate, and I'm running off, and he just autom he just automatically goes, da 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 <laughs> It was awesome. All right, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Go on um, to weaknesses. So for weaknesses, he is, against certain heroes like Azaria, he's going to feed her a lot of energy with how her bubbles work, but I think that's for... I'll say that he'll shoot the bubbles and it'll give her energy, but how her energy works and all that stuff, that's for another video, I believe. Yep, that's uh, we've got a video with Woostus, so if anybody wants to check that out, it goes into into depth of what Zarya does. And Junkrat himself, for weaknesses as well, can be shot. He is the best shield breaker, but if there's enough shields and he can't break through them, he's essentially doing no damage, and that's another weakness he has. He is easy to shut down with enough things that go against him such as he's also if you don't use your concussion mines he's very immobile all he can do is walk around so he's very susceptible to mobile heroes that can just chase him down and kill him like tracer genji winston diva whatnot that's interesting okay so i've always thought at least for the last couple seasons i've thought the more shields they have the more reason to use junk rap but you're but you're saying say they have symmetra Reinhardt and Orissa, he might not be the best choice. Yeah, so what that is, is if you have a Junkrat and he's shooting at an Orissa shield, he'll be able to break the shield and then Orissa will have a few seconds before she can redeploy her shield with just your damage. But in those few seconds, if they're also running a Reinhardt or like a Winston with a Smetra or whatever they might have for extra shields, if they time their shields properly and just stack them on top of each other, you can't, for example, with the Reinhardt, he can walk in front of the Orissa, shield her. He uses up a couple hundred of his shield durability, but then her shield's back off of cooldown, so she'll put hers down. Reinhardt can take his away, and you just use the Orissa shield, and they repeat that process infinitely. Oh, Unless cool. you have ways to go around the shields or over the shields, which then it will still work. But if they stack enough shields and there's no way over, under, or around them, 
you'll be doing no damage to heroes and you'll just be shield spam, which doesn't really do a lot for you or your team. It doesn't build your alt up or do anything like that. So it would almost be better to have a flanker in that situation yes. to flank around the shields. Okay, well, that's good. That's a good tip for me because I did not actually think about that. And then the only other weakness I can think of off the top of my head for him is his shots are very easy to dodge. So if you're fighting people in the open, you're a very weak hero. If you're fighting them in choke points, you're one of the strongest. But if you're fighting them in open areas like certain Koth maps, like let's just say Lijong Tower Garden, where it's the both teams come out of very narrow choke points, but then once they're through those choke points, there's a huge area in the middle with the two lion statues. The point itself is a big open square, and it's very hard to do any consistent damage as Junkrat, and you just kind of die because you have nothing to... You can't really hit them, and they can just easily direct shots into you with more calculated aim gotcha. so that's another one of his weaknesses is his shots are because of the slow travel time relatively easy to avoid one last little question for you it's more of an opinion um so in lower elos oftentimes you'll see four dps one healer one tank would junkrat be good against four like four squishy characters say there's no shields at all if your team comp is an actual no i'm not gonna say actual a team comp that's more correlated to the meta where you have two DPS or even sometimes three DPS, but one at least one tank or two tanks with two supports. Junkrat will do very well against that type of comp because all of his damage will get everyone down except for that one tank to at least half health. And your team can just easily clean up kills like that. But in the situation of like four DPS. If you're countering them with four DPS of your own, I don't think Junkrat would be that strong. Okay, it's curious. Common uh, common mistakes that he, that a new Junkrat might make. Common mistakes for Junkrat would be if you're in a spot where you know you're actively fighting them and they can pressure you with certain heroes, you want to always, always have at least one concussion mine not being used so you can use that to throw one to yourself and get away from things. Um, so that's just concussion mine management of cooldown. Another thing is if they're, if they're running a Pharah against you or a D.Va who's playing like super in the sky for whatever reason, you want to be focusing on the things that are on the ground first because those are bigger threats to you, but you can also actually affect them more than you can for the aerial targets. You want to be always focusing on stuff on the ground first, but I'll see certain Junkrats, they'll just start spamming the skies and trying to hit the Pharahs when there's a Reinhardt just walking at their team or stuff like that. And you always want to be pressuring stuff on the ground beforehand. Yes, yes, I see that a lot. As What a lot of people don't understand with Pharah Mercy combos is if you take, if you, you know, if there's six of you that take out the four on the ground really fast, then that just leaves the two in the air and they're not going to do much too much to you at that point. And then the only other um, mistake I had was just if you are aiming into choke points and denying that, you want to be, we kind of briefly touched on earlier, but you don't want to just be left-clicking one area. You want to be spreading your minds around the choke point, so even if they do try dodging it, you have a higher chance of landing shots into their team. Yeah, it's real easy to get into the groove of just shooting at the same spot, especially if you get a kill or two, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, I'm just going to shoot the same the same spot. Then you Another big thing is you don't watch around you. You just kind of focus in on that choke. Always be watching around to make sure there's no one sneaking behind you, too. Yes. Give us a pro tip or two. The pro tip I've got right now just comes back to that concussion mine. Um, it's just proper. You always want at least one concussion mine out. You like you should never be in a spot where you don't have a concussion mine on the ground and none in your inventory. You always want one out on the map somewhere just so it's pressure if they walk anywhere near that. So you're not having two charges stored up and you can't build the third one, but you don't have one on the map already. 
I think that's the biggest thing I see Junkrats do is they just don't use their concussion mine as often as they can, especially with the recent buff. Gotcha, yeah, I do. I'm a little bad at the moment about uh, using two of them to try and take out a big tank target or something and then kind of leave, like, leaving myself uh, vulnerable after that because I didn't use the last one to blow me out. Like, I wasn't close enough. Like, I used them both at a distance to try and get that kill. And lots of times I'll get that kill, but then I will die. And then I'm like, dang it, I, I should have just used the other one to get out and let my team get that last point, you know, that last kill. Live and you'll learn, right? Yes. All right, well, sum up your final thoughts on Junkrat. I think Junkrat is a really fun hero to play, especially right now where... A lot of his counters are being changed around, so they're not as much to counter him, and he'll get even stronger. I think if you play the game for a competitive level, he's strong. If you play him for a fun level, he's one of the funnest. English Dictionary, I don't care if you don't think that's a word it is. And he's just <laughs> a really goofy character that is a lot of fun to just play and just have fun with just being... He, he's just so funny as a character, and I really like that. He is. I really, I really like it, too. He just, I mean, his lines, the way he walks, like everything. The way he flies through the air just looks funny when he, when he uses the mind to fly. Oh, he's, uh, he's probably my second favorite character as far as just character. If we're not talking about what I want to play, like Hanzo's my favorite. I just think he's cool. But Junkrat and Genji are like the two close seconds. Yeah, in terms of just character design and like their looks, their feels, their aesthetics, their animations, I think Junkrat's definitely in my top two. Well, in closing the show, we would like to encourage any of the audience, if you have any questions, comments, um, uh, any feedback you'd like to give us, you can contact us. Contact at preparetoattack.com is the email. Uh, I'd like to turn it over to Recklets to plug Wawa's Bootcamp. Wawa's Bootcamp is a really great place. So this podcast is kind of an introductory podcast. And we're just talking about the generalized bits of the heroes. If you want to get specific on the heroes and when to do certain things and why to do certain things, Wawa's is a great place. What they do is they've got some high-level coaches like myself, as well as even some pro coaches that have played for or coached very like top salaried organizations. And they'll help you out as many ways they can. Most often not, coaches, they like being given VODs which is you record your gameplay and then you go into a um, room such as watch together or mayhem.gg, which I think you'll plug a little bit later. So I won't go into that, but what, Oh no, no go. You, I mean, go right into it. If you would, if you'd like All to, right, so mayhem and watch together are really nice. What they do is they sync a video between multiple users may watch together is very basic. You just sync a video, you watch together. It's very useful. Mayhem is even more useful though. Cause what that does is, you can add objects on the screen. You can draw on the screen. You can point things out. And so what that does is it really allows your coach to be like, okay, you're standing here, but I want you to be over here. And he'll draw an arrow and be like really specific. So Mayhem's an awesome tool for VOD reviewing, which is one of the specialties of Wawa's Bootcamp is helping out with VOD reviews and helping newer players or people at like levels they think that they can get out of get to higher levels through self-coaching and coaching from others. And it's, I mean, it's, it's just cool to be able to sit there instead of getting a VOD review back where the coach talks the whole time, draws, and you have questions throughout that, but you can't really ask it. You could send them 
questions after the fact and be like, well, what about this? Why did you say this? With mayhem.gg, you're in there with the coach real time. They tell you a tip. You can ask them to elaborate on certain points. I mean, it's it's awesome, awesome tool. That's mayhem.gg. Where can we find Wawa's Bootcamp? Wawa's Bootcamp has a Discord server where that's the most common place. I believe it's mostly based off the Discord. They do have a Reddit, but that's not nearly as active as the Discord. The main part of the Reddit is just linking the Discord to you. And that's dis that's discord.gg slash W-A-W-A-S Bootcamp. Um, and then their Twitter is also at Wawa's Bootcamp. So definitely encourage you to check that out, guys. And you can even have Reclats as your coach. Yes, I do coaching for most heroes. I don't really do Mercy. Currently Sombra, I'm still working on her. And I'll, I will do Orisa, but I'm not as strong as her. But pretty much any other hero that's not those three, I'm able to help out with. Awesome. And as for me... Uh, me and Ja do a podcast called Watch Point Radio. It's a news podcast focused on the on Overwatch and its community. Um, you can find us on iTunes or you can find us at mashthosebuttons.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at blazon underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore b-o-b you can find me on twitch at blazing bob yeah and you can where can we find you specifically reclats i'm on discord my tag is reclats number eight four three seven um that's r-e-k-l-a-t-s um i'm on twitter it's very inactive but i'll still tweet once in a while it's reclats underscore o-w and then i'm on twitch i've actually been getting back into that more it's reclats dot or <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Reclat6. And I usually stream mostly Overwatch, but some variety of games too. Like I might get into streaming player on Battlegrounds, League of Legends, other games, but it's mostly Overwatch related for me playing comp, me doing scrims with the team. Or if you're interested, I would actually be down to doing scrimming or streaming public VOD reviews and like going over a VOD of someone. Awesome. Uh, we would like to encourage everyone to go and to your podcast of choice and leave a, a review. If you go to iTunes and you leave a review, you can vote for the character that you want in the next batch. Whatever character gets the most votes, we will get that character into the next the next batch of heroes. So we encourage you to do that. Would also like to thank Good Luck Have Fun for letting us use sounds of over of Overwatch as our show music. And thank you everybody. Uh, thank you so much, Reclass, for your time. And it's party time! Party time, hell yeah. Thank you for having me back. I much appreciate doing these podcasts. Awesome, man. I'm sure we'll have you back again. Awesome.